Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning on this Saturday morning. Wake up, it's a new day. Good morning, my friends. Wake up, it is definitely a new day today on this Saturday morning. I hope that no matter what it is that you've had to face this last week, uh, you have pressed through it. You're here now. That's what matters. And that you can get into the Word of God to prepare you for the weekend, to start all over work, <laughs> all over again a new week. So my friends, I hope that you're doing well. God bless you. Uh, we're going to be diving in and continuing in the book of Zechariah in chapter 14, where we left off. And we, just to do a quick recap of what we spoke about last week, was about getting ready. You know, getting ready for the day of the Lord is near. And when he comes, where will you be? What will you be doing? And as we go to pick up on verse number five, starting uh, from the book of Zechariah chapter 14, we start in verse five. This is what it says. Then you shall flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Azal. Yes, you shall flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Thus the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. It shall come to pass in that day that there will be no light. The lights will diminish. It shall be one day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night. But at evening time it shall happen that it will be light. And in that day, it shall be that living water shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them toward the Eastern Sea and half of them toward the Western Sea. In both summer and winter, it shall occur. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day, it shall be the Lord is one and his name one. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your, we know that your word is true. Your word gives us life. Your word prepares us. It guides us. It gives us instructions. And most of all, your word is what we follow every day in our lives as believers of Christ. Because we know that your word can be applied to our lives today. And we thank you. For this word. Amen. My friends, as you know, we were discussing last week about how God will separate pretty much the good from the bad. He, when he, when he comes back, he's going to know his people. He's going to know who's who. If you are in relationship with your heavenly father, you should have no problem knowing that he's going to know who you are. 
And as we continue to dive into the things that would happen, the uproar that would take place, what would happen during that time, especially for this time at the time of Zechariah when he was communicating to the community and speaking to them about what was happening, we can apply it to our lives today because we have the promise of Jesus Christ coming back. And that is something we anticipate, that is something that we get ready for, and it definitely is something that we believe and we know to be true. And even though no one knows the time of the day that happens, you must be ready. You must prepare yourselves. You must constantly be in the Word. You must have relationship with Him. You must understand that no matter what might be happening on this earth, No matter what situations are hitting you hard, you have to stand strong on the word of the Lord. Point blank, period. And that no matter what trends or popularities or whatever it is that could be enticing, a temptation or luring towards you, you have to know that you have to stand strong in God's word and know that you cannot sway one way or the other. And as we start to say and read here, then you will flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Azal. Yes, you shall flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Now we had discussed last week what would happen how God was going to bring the nations to fight the Lord was going to go forth and fight against those nations especially those nations that have battled against Jerusalem and in the battle and in the confrontation there would be a fleeing people would take heed to another way They'd go to the mountain valley, as it says here. And the valley, as you can see, reaches very far away. Because it says, for the mountain valley shall, shall reach to Azal. That was another location in this area. And that they will flee in such a way as from the time that they had an experience before when they fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Because there was a day where there was a major earthquake and everyone in fear and reverence for the Lord at the same time went running and scattered, right? Because they wanted to be away from the chaoticness of what was happening, what was being exposed and observed. And they ended up going to another place, fleeing. Because my friends, when God comes in strong, there's going to be an impact. There's going to be an impact in all of us. And then there's going to be those who are going to stand strong, knowing that the almighty God that we are expecting, looking forward to the return of, 
is here for a reason. When the time comes, if you happen to be alive, when that time comes, you'll you'll be privy. <laughs> if you're not alive, your grandchildren, your generations underneath you, they will witness it. And most of all, you know, the days of the king at the time of Judah. So when we look back to the different kings and their positions and how they reigned and what they actually did for the people, did not do for the people, it's crucial. Because my friends, as I was just reading this word and the current events that have actually happened within our own lives here currently today this past week as you all know Queen Elizabeth passed away uh, and she had reigned on that throne for 70 years probably 70 year plus but 70 years that is a long time that's seven decades That seven of ten years increments of seeing a change in uh, an evolving of economy, culture, religious aspects, and government control. Wow. You know, so when I think of this, I think about how now the people who are mourning the loss of this queen that we all knew who she was. There was not one person who didn't know who she was in this world. Everyone knew that there was a queen in our day and age now. So the same way as it was back then with the different kings that were in existence at the time, There was also a foundation of how grounded their communities were or how they lacked in areas within the community. And today, we continue to see here in 2022 that an example of that queen that just passed away this past week And the monarch that was in place for that community, those nations, those kingdoms, still stand strong and still move forward. Even in the death of a queen, making sure to protect their identity, to protect the monarch, to, con- to protect their nation and to protect most of all their belief system that they have. We see that in the natural right now. It's a perfect example. And if you happen to see any of the ceremonial processes that were Facebook Live or on the news, about how now the queen who passed away, (laughs) 
now it's given to her son to now be the king, right? It's a passing down of hierarchy and monarch status. The question now is, as one queen who ruled that nation has departed and a new king has stepped in to now run with the trenches to still protect all those decades that that queen put in place as a foundation and protected this new king now that we know to be Charles is now going to go forward in those footsteps to do everything in his power to apparently be the best king he can be and as well carry out the legacy of the queen that just passed away and the legacy of the country, their country, their nation, and mostly their monarch and their also religious status that they contain to have. So when I was reading the scripture, it remind, and I saw some of the ceremony of the, the what happened, you know, just yesterday and today, I'm saying to myself, wow, how much does this word line up with that? And in our case, although we are in the natural seeing this unfold in front of our eyes, this is a made in history moment that we're seeing. Our Bible has its own history moment of God and his presence and his presence in this word that's given to us and his ultimate son, Jesus Christ, who came to be on this earth, who came to die for those for the remission of sins and who also set a great example in carrying out his father's kingdom for what he needed to fulfill on this earth while he was here and the legacy Jesus Christ left behind and the you and I disciples and under his leadership and umbrella as ambassadors for the Lord and how we're going to carry out his kingdom, his legacy, and how we're going to carry out the goodness that he has given to us. We're going to share it with others and how we're going to spread the good news about his word and that his word is truth and that his word can give people life. His word and the relationship with him and, and the um, Holy Spirit that operates in us can actually help someone in their lives. It can give them new perspective. It can give them a new beginning. It can give them a new season in their life like never before. It can put them in places they never even imagined. So when I think of all this, I think of God as the main monarch, right? And then Jesus Christ, the second monarch, which, you know, he came in the flesh. God came in the flesh and gave us his ultimate son, Jesus Christ. And then the inheritance that we have in our heavenly father, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And as many of you may have seen, so many different avenues 
of the press, the newspapers, Facebook Live, you know, the news reporters, and how they did the coverage of the news, of everything that has transpired within the last couple of days, we saw a lot of things. We saw a lot of royalty. We saw a lot of treasures. We saw a lot of presentation of status. Um, And we saw with our own eyes richness, richness in the way of the natural way. And I'm here to tell you, friends, that I looked at that and I thought about the promise that our Heavenly Father has given to us in the Spirit. Because I can only imagine when we go to meet our Maker and we are... And we have an understanding about how heaven is and what is going on with heaven and how we're going to see it when we're there is going to be way beyond with whatever we saw here in the natural these past couple of days. Now I got to tell you that in this scripture when we are focusing on specifically what the word is letting us know of the day of the Lord, when he does come back. In the meantime, we have to deal with leaders that are in position, those who are overseers of nations, countries, towns, your local states, you know. We have to also see them in their positions right now as we're on this earth. And some of us might agree or disagree with their choices or how they run those areas that they're overseers in. But for us, it is primarily about understanding who Christ is and the promise of the day of the Lord. Not only was this for the day of the Lord promise when Jesus Christ was going to come into the forefront, but also as the promise that we have in his word of how he's going to be coming back to us. So my friends, when it says here, thus the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. We have to understand that when the Lord does come back, he's coming back to shake things up. But not in the way that we're used to things being shaken up. He's going to shake it up in his own way. He's going to come and step foot and authority. He already has the authority. He has never left his authority with us as Christians and believers. Because we have the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. When he comes and he steps back on the foothold of what he's supposed to do here on this earth again, it's like time will stop and all eyes will be on him again. And here's the thing. This is what we said last week. If you're finding yourself that you have backslidden, that you have walked away from God, You still have time, my friends. It's never too late. Turn right back around. Rededicate your life to God. Rededicate your soul. 
Rededicate yourself and have your spirit be in alignment with the correct place it needs to be in. Because my friends, in this podcast, we always talk about how the spirit will take precedence over the natural because we need to operate in the spirit to understand how to deal with the natural. Because the spirit is stronger. God's wisdom is stronger. God's presence is stronger. God's presence gives us power. God's presence gives us peace and understanding a joy. Jesus Christ, evident in our lives, who we know about and who did the ultimate sacrifice, we have a reverence toward him. We have an understanding of who he was and what he did and what he's continued to do through the Holy Spirit that was left for us as a carry-on of that legacy. And as we have the Holy Spirit operating in us, the Spirit is operating in us of the Holy Spirit. Not any other Spirit, but the Holy Spirit. And we are, on a daily basis, learning and applying and being aware of God's presence in our lives. When you're a believer in Christ, my friends, this is what your daily lifestyle should be like. That you wake up every day in the presence of the Lord and you know you have the Lord walking by your side every day, every minute of your life, no matter where you go. And that you're constantly knowing his voice, you hear his voice, you sense his presence, you know it's there. And most of all, that you know that you're in relationship with him, which is important. So as it talks about the the Lord will come back and all the saints with you. You know, when God comes back, when Jesus Christ comes back, he's coming back as the full authority. And when it relates to us about the different saints, those that stood by his word, those that were there by his side, we know that the disciples were people who walked by his side and witnessed him firsthand, alive and when he was crucified. So for them at that time, they had the encounter with him and they fulfilled and continue to fulfill his legacy of who he was on this earth and the purpose of why he was put here by his heavenly father. And for us now, as believers in Christ, All these thousand years later, who are believers in Christ, who the legacy continues to live on with us, it is our responsibility to make sure that this word continues to go forward. It's our responsibility to make sure that people get to know who Christ is, to share the word. To any time you have the opportunity to speak to someone and say to someone about Christ and what he's done in your life. 
and how they too can have a relationship with him. So we are ambassadors of Christ, continuing to read the word, spread the good news, give everything to someone, letting them know that they can obtain the keys as well as God has given it to us. Because God said that, you know, it would be his his word his word would be built on many nations. His word would spread out like wildfire. His word will be every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Irregardless to all types of other ideologies or religious beliefs. Everyone will come to the throne to know who he is. So when it says It shall come to pass in that day that there will be no light. The lights will diminish. It shall be one day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night. But at evening time it shall happen that it will be light. So in his coming back, it's a blink of a second, a blink of an eye. Just like, you know, when you turn on the switch of a light. And when you turn it on, how quickly it could turn off the light, how quickly it could turn on. Because it'll be his day. So it's a quick blink of an eye where there'll be no light. The lights will diminish. It shall be one day which is known to the Lord. Neither day nor night, but at evening time it shall happen that it will be night. So as quick as it'll happen and he will come and it's a blink real quick then there's that light because he comes back and he sets a precedence and takes territory again of this earth listen i tell people all the time that just because jesus christ is not here in the flesh don't underestimate that his spirit isn't with us His spirit did descend back to the Father. And that's why he left us the Holy Spirit. But don't ever think that the presence of God, that your encounter with Jesus Christ, is not possible. It is possible. Because once you give your life over to Christ, you confess your sins and you accept him as Lord and Savior in your life, you're going to see your life different. You're going to have a different perspective in your life. You're going to see things a little different. You're going to start to understand things a little different. And you're also going to see how your life will change. And when it changes, it's a good thing. Even if it means you walk away from a lot of things that you thought made you happy or you thought you needed in your life or you thought was what gave you a status in your community, in your neighborhood. You'll see life totally different. And that's why it's important for us to know and see the example that we're witnessing this week in the natural as how we can see it in the spirit and beyond the natural to see it in the spirit. Because even though there's a new king in town now, naturally, here, right, on this earth, based on what we just witnessed this whole last week, 
and you saw that people bowing to that king. You saw it clearly. <laughs> you saw him bowing. You saw people bowing to him. It was very evident what we saw on the cameras. It's something that kind of even reminded you of maybe movies you've seen. Because <laughs> 70 years is a long time that someone reigned. And now there's a new king to reign and take over that legacy. And now what we will see going forward is how that is carried out by the new king. Of the promises and the declarations and the approvals that were done and signatures were put into writing, into a piece of paper of taking of an oath of how those things will be carried out. And that's in the natural, my friends. In the spirit for us, without King of Kings and our Lord of Lords, that King in the natural is not even anything in comparison to the King that we serve in heaven. Because even the natural King has to bow down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, whose name is Jesus Christ. And acknowledge heaven and the God and the Heavenly Father that we serve. So my friends, we are seeing how when the Lord does come back, there's going to be a shifting, a changing, um, a fleeing (laughs) um, of how things are going to be done, how leadership whether good or bad, it's going to be judged. How cities are going to be taken over. How things are going to be done away with. There's going to be captivity. How God will know who his people are. Providing you have a relationship with him. Because when he comes back, it's like me snapping my fingers. You hear that? It's quick. Blink of an eye. No one's going to know the time or the, or, the, or the moment or the date, nothing. But the question is, what will you be doing? Where will you be at? And will God know who, who you are? Because you've been in relationship with him. God knows everybody's heart. He knows everybody's intentions. And he knows how people live their lives right now. And then it says here, And in that day it shall be that living waters shall flow from Jerusalem. Living waters. Let's talk about that for a minute. Living waters is something that's needed and required for the flow of God's blessing, and overflow of abundance and newness and refreshing and equipping for us to function every day. And in this time of Zechariah, when it says, In that day it shall be that living water shall flow from Jerusalem, because upon the nations who battled against Jerusalem, God came in and intervenes, then God will also allow for living waters to flow from Jerusalem once those 
nations are confronted, once those community in battle are overtaken and done away with, then new springs of water will come in, my friends, to set a new precedence of what's supposed to be in Jerusalem that had not been there before, had been faded or dismissed or taken away. And it says, half of them toward the eastern sea and half of them toward the western sea. In both summer and winter, it shall occur. So that means in those two seasons, primarily summer and winter. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be, the Lord is one and his name one. So what does that mean? That means that on that day, when Christ comes back, when Jesus Christ steps ground, everything is going to go in a shift. Everything's going to shift. And upon it shifting, the Lord will immediately, everyone will know. He has authority and dominion over this earth because he is the king who rules over all the earth. He rules over it right now. The problem is a lot of us don't acknowledge it. We don't give him attention. We don't remember who he is sometimes. There are many people who know that there's a God but never serve a God. There are many people who know who Jesus Christ is biblically and have never surrendered their lives to him. There are many people who used to have a relationship with Christ and then walked away from him. So my friends, the Lord comes back and it is evident his presence. We will know it. Because he will be king over all the earth. And in that day should be the Lord is one and his name one. Because every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone. That means no one left behind. Are you starting to now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord right now in 2022? Have you surrendered your life over to Christ? Have you turned away from your sin? Have you realized that you're on the wrong side? You're on the side of darkness. Get on the side of light, my friends. Listen, a lot of friends, <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends, but the few friends that I do have and some many acquaintances, of course. You know, people always say to me, you know, how could you just be constantly trying to shine a bright light? Even when you're like going through so much in your life. And I tell people it's the light of Christ <laughs> that I have operating in me. It's his Holy Spirit that gives me joy and an understanding and a peace. You know, every day I wake up and I'm like, I thank my Heavenly Father for another day. I thank Him for another day of purpose. I thank Him for allowing me to be present again on this earth. Because just like it says in the scripture that when God comes back, it's going to be that quick moment, blink of an eye. 
when it's our time to go, it's going to be a blink of an eye also. We don't know when that is going to be either, but God knows. And the question is, while you still have purpose and an opportunity to be on this earth, what will you be doing? Will you be living out your life for Christ? Or will you be just living out in your own world? My friends, you know, when we think about how the king will rule over the earth, and I see how in the natural we just witnessed this week or so, how a king that's now appointed from his mother that was the queen, <laughs> um, how he now is going to rule over the earth of the nations that he oversees and is responsible for. That's in the natural. And a lot of people from other nations, other countries, especially us in the United States, we look out and we say, you know, that's them over there. We're he, us over here. And I tell people all the time that what is over there is definitely over here. We just can't see it over here. Because no matter how you look at it, kings that rule over the earth, and we have numerous examples in the Bible of different kings that ruled the earth. We have examples of good kings. We have examples of bad kings. We have examples of kings in the, in the Bible that follow God. And we have kings in the Bible that went against God. And we have kings in the Bible that worshipped other idols you know, um, and did really bad things to their communities. And we have kings in the Bible that did good things to their community, you know, for the people. The question we have to ask ourselves right now is that as children of God, are we carrying out correctly what God would expect for us to do? Because in God's word, it talks about the priesthood that he gives to us. We're ambassadors for Christ. How are we carrying on our lives? How are we treating others? How are we speaking to other people? How are we extending our hands to a situation in need? God wants us to carry out the love of Christ. And he wants it to do it in a way that is according to his word and the same way that he gave us an opportunity to get to know him and it was freely given to us we have to freely share the word with other people you know it's interesting because I have um, you know on the podcast that I do on anchor.fm there's actually like a subscription button on there um, I'm not there to, I, I, I don't go around like asking people for subscriptions. I think there's just, you could choose the subscriptions or whatever. 
And I always knew in my heart that when God asked me to do this podcast, when he put tugged it in my heart to do this podcast, that it wasn't for me to gain money off of this podcast. It's for me to spread the word about who Jesus Christ is, about the word of God and the word that exists in this Bible that is true. And to share examples of different things that happened a long time ago and how those things that happened, we can also apply to our lives today. Because God's word is true. And God's word gives us life. And it's interesting how I look around and I observe so many other people pretty much doing the same thing I do, which is, you know, whether they do it on a daily basis or once a week like I do. And they're demanding that people give them money or demanding that, you know, people allow for them to have a certain lifestyle, you know, through the money that they gain from them or ask them to give. And we have to remember that as ambassadors of Christ, what we do, we do for the kingdom. And we do it genuinely with our hearts. It's different if somebody donates something that's different. You know, whether you want to call the subscription or donation or not. But I always wonder the richness of the Lord that I receive here on earth to many people in the materialistic way might not be a lot. <laughs> they might look at me and be like, man, you're really poor. <laughs> or you're not even middle class. Whatever the case they might think. But when I look at the richness that the Lord has given me in my life, in how he delivered me from the thick things that were not good in my life. And when he has shown me who he is and built relationship with me and has set on his word, his promises that I have seen come to life in my own situations and the miracles he's performed in my life and everything that he has done to sustain me and maintain me and give me just the peace and the joy regardless to anything that's happening in my life that's priceless my friends there is no price on that and I'm very grateful to my heavenly father every day that I get to wake up and know who he is and know his presence in my life and know what he has done for my life you can't set a price on that But I want to tell you something, my friends. Get yourself back on track with God if you haven't done so. The time is running out. Like I said, nobody knows the time of the day he's going to come back. But you need to get ready. You need to get prepared. Just like this word tells us. Because when he does come back... In that day, it should be the Lord is one and his name one. The ultimate one and the only one, my friends. Jesus Christ is Lord. My friends, it has truly been a pleasure sharing the word of God with you today. 
I hope that you continue to enjoy your weekend. Share the good news with someone that you might encounter this weekend. And prepare your hearts and prepare your spirit and prepare your soul for your coming week of next week. Because I do know, just as you, that when you dive into God's word, that when you're in relationship with him, when you're constantly seeking him and spreading the good news, there's going to be opposition. (laughs) There's going to be challenges. And we use God's word to help us in those areas. So my friends, God bless you. And I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week. Where we rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.